It doesn't actually matter what the results are, but if you push yourself, you're still going to land someplace incredible. Um, and that's my come from all the time. I'm just like, let's go for it. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> um, it's like, <laughs> let's get out there. Let's try it. Um, and, and you're still going to land someplace big and, you know, and that's really empowering. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Have you heard about consumer listening to better understand your client? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about today on the show. And I'm joined by a very special guest to bring this to light for you. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're gonna get. Now it's brand new, it's brand new edition, it's rather beautiful, and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Now, we all know when it comes to marketing that the trick is to kind of get inside the minds of your ideal customers. They say that if you can enter the conversation that's already going on inside the minds of your ideal customers, then promoting to them, getting them booked in, selling to them is only going to be that much easier because you're essentially already answering a question that's already going on in their mind. But the problem is, as the world gets more complicated and shifts and there's more choice. And let's face it, people have woken up to a, a different way of living. Um, you know, how do we get inside the minds of those customers? How do we find out what those conversations are that are going on in our customer minds? Well, today we're very, very lucky to be joined by a special guest who's made a career out of doing this. She has worked for some incredible brands over her career, Johnson & Johnson, Aveeno, Neutrogena, MTV, and now she's moved on to a brand new company called Alika, who are on a mission to make medicinal cool again with their incredible range of hand sanitizers um, to help us 
as we move through a post-COVID world. Now, I wanted to speak to Janelle because she, like I said, has been this expert in listening to the consumer to understand their needs, to help create a product and shift products and improve products to better meet that need. So essentially it becomes easier to sell to those customers. Um, And we're very lucky to have snagged some of her time today to ask her these questions, to see how we can take information that's already out there in the world including information about our own business, but also data and trends and things like that, how we can use that information to better serve and better market to our own customers, or even go and find new customers that are the right fit for our business. So we're talking here about things like social listening and consumer listening, and how to interpret what clients are saying to you overtly, as well as what clients are saying kind of in between the lines as well, and what you can do to then take that data and do something with it. Now, Janelle has been described before as part data lover, marketing maverick, and strategy whisperer. And I absolutely love that description. Um, And that really is what she is. So if this is something that you're interested in, if you're interested in understanding your own consumer a bit better so that you can better serve the customers and the clients that you have, as well as understanding your existing customers and clients so that you can find more of them, and fill your business with your ideal type of client, which let's face it, makes everyone's life more fun and easier, then sit back and listen to this interview with Janelle, where she will share some of her best tips on how she has made an incredible career out of consumer and social-based listening. So I'm very honored to welcome Janelle Haley to the show today. Janelle, welcome. Hi, Adam. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It is, it is great to have you here. And I did, uh, I've been doing a bit more research on you today just to sort of make sure I, I knew you. And wow, we are so lucky to have you here. You've had an incredible career. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's been great for the last year. I've been the head of marketing and innovation at Alika, um, which is a wellness brand. We have safe, cheap, sustainable, um, hydrating hand sanitizer. So yep. it's been an incredible year. Um, I get the question all the time. Um, did I just join the brand because of COVID-19? Um, and <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I joined the brand because it really understands um, that you can do business um, and do good in the world at the same time. Yep. This brand existed way before COVID-19 um, with a mission to improve the health of people in their community through joyful personal hygiene. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the brand's life work. Um, yep. And that's why I love marketing. Um I love working with conscious brands that understand you can solve society's biggest issues from health to the environment to social issues and make a profit at the same time. Yeah. Um, prior to Alika, I was driving impact in the beauty industry for about eight years. And you up. I'm super excited to like serve these kind of mundane meh categories um, and personal hygiene. So Yeah, I know. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, you are, you're, you're, you've essentially been tasked with making hygiene cool which I particularly love. Um, and actually, I want to get into that. So we're we're focusing today on a particular area of your expertise, which is really kind of getting into the minds of your consumers to better understand them, to be able to better serve and market to them. We'll get into that in a second. But, um, and you mentioned a couple of things just there, but I do to kind of get into your background to understand where you're coming from. Could you give us that kind of history of your, of your career, kind of where you started out and the, and the very diverse brands you've ended up working for? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so I've had the privilege of working with a lot of exciting brands. I, I spent the bulk of my career um, at Johnson & Johnson, so working mm-hmm. in their consumer skin health business. Um, I've worked on brands such as Neutrogena, Clean & Clear, Aveeno. Um, and these brands um, are a little bit different, a little bit special in beauty. They're really about driving skin health and healthy outcomes for skin so that you feel more empowered. Um, so it's been an absolute privilege to work on them. I also had a chance to work on Baby Center while I was there. Um, and Baby Center is really about empowering women with information, well, families, I should say, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, empowering families with information throughout the pregnancy journey. Um, they also did a lot of work in developing countries. Um, you know, creating text programs to kind of democratize the information and make sure it was accessible to everyone. Um, so that was pretty um, a special and incredible journey. Um, and it was actually how I was able to transition to Alika. Um, I met up um, with the, the former CEO of Method, Alistair Dorwood. You know, he also um, loves to, to work on brands that have a mission and a cause and we connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a match ever since. Amazing. I love that. And I believe Prior to that, am I right? You worked for MTV for a bit as well? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> so um, I always kind of skip over like pre-business school, post-business school. Um, but yeah, so for pre-business school, I worked at MTV um, in the integrated marketing department there. So really helping brands bring um, their their vision and their message to consumers. Uh, so if MTV is interesting, right? People are always like, you know, was there yeah. a mission and a cause at MTV? Um, but I did work with really cool clients. I mean, I think my favorite one was the American Legacy Foundation, right. um, which is really, again, smoking and tobacco and having a chance to create custom content for them to reach youth, to talk about the dangers of smoking, um, so there's always opportunities to have some of those do good messages along with the fun and entertaining messages. Yeah, that and I, that's a big tick for my research there. Um, so yeah, and that's what I noticed throughout your career. You know, you've always brought the fun. You've always, there's always been a cause, but you've always been very keen on that marketing to help a brand, but to help people as well. And I think that's a, a really worthy thing. So, you know, well done for that. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> now, uh, Everyone always gives me their kind of their history like that. But I want to, if it's okay with you, a couple of quick fire questions to kind of really get to know Janelle a little bit better. So these are very light, nothing serious. And and this is why I don't tell people about them in advance. So uh, a little birdie told me that you like a quote. So I want to know what your favorite quote is of, or or what's what's your kind of go-to quote right now? And maybe what's your favorite quote of all time? It's the same. The favorite quote of all time and the go-to is the same. Reach for the moon. And even if you miss, um, you're still amongst the stars. Um, I love that quote because it's about not holding back. It's about like stepping into your bigness and your power and just going for it. Um, It doesn't actually matter what the results are, but if you push yourself, you're still going to land someplace incredible. Um, And that's my come from all the time. I'm just like, let's go for it. Even if I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, it's like, <laughs> let's get out there. Let's try it. Um, and, and you're still going to land someplace big and, you know, and that's really empowering. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to make mistakes because, you know, exactly. that's where we grow. Actually on that subject then, what is, do you have a, do you have like a biggest mistake or most embarrassing mistake you've made in your career at any point that kind of stands out for you that you're happy to share, obviously? <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is one experience. Um, I was, um, so I also worked at NBC in the paid program. Um, so I don't know if anybody watched 30 Rock, but it's the page. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At some point, um, you know, and there's like a lot of celebrity talent and things that, that come through. 
Um, so one time, um, Adam Sandler actually called the cage desk and he was like, Hey, I'm coming here. I'm coming for a business or a visit. And I was like, Oh, okay, sure. Um, cause I was like, why is he calling the page desk? Like, it just felt too like unreal. And so I was like, okay, this must be a prank. So I hung up on him. Um, (laughs) Sorry. And I was like, sorry. Like, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> like, bye. Wow. And he actually called back again. And so I literally hung up um, twice on him. Um, you did it again? I did it again. No. I, a number that's out there. I just didn't. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Like, you would just think, like, his people would call. Or, like, I was just. Yeah, fair enough. Right? So. <laughs> Um, and, um, so then he actually showed up <laughs> at the studio a couple of hours later. Um, and I was sweating bullets because I have a, a distinct voice. <laughs> so I was like, if I talk to this man, he's going to know, um, that I am the one that like hung up with him on him and, you know, in entertainment relationships are everything. <laughs> so I was yeah. really, really nervous. Um, but I pushed through that. It was, it was hard. I had to get some confidence. Um, I, you know, went up to him. You know, I was like, I'm really, you know, happier here. Is there anything I can do? He was super nice. Super. Did you admit funny. that it was you that? that hung I up? did admit that Good. it was me, and he was like, "It's okay, I understand." <laughs> like he was super nice about it. Um, and we actually had some cool conversations that night. Um, so you know, I think it's just like a lesson learned. Don't be afraid to admit your mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes like there's just the consequences are way less um to admit them than they are to cover them up. Um, and we all make mistakes. And of course I've made other mistakes with bigger consequences, but that was That's uh, a great one. I have to say, I'm glad I asked that question now. <laughs> okay. Much lighter one. Hopefully much easier one now. Um, what is your favorite cocktail or drink on a sunny day? Ooh, um, I'm a classic girl with, um, cocktails. I love margarita on the rocks. Um, it's just my go-to if I'm in the backyard, if I'm on the beach, there's just something refreshing um, and tried and true about it. So that, that, that's my number one. Right Can't argue with that. I love a classic. And finally, what's your favorite place in the world to relax? Ooh, um, wow. There's so many places. And this is probably driven by the last year, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love hiking um, and going to the Redwoods here in California. Um, I actually used to do that a lot when I was little. We would go on family hikes. Um, mm. the, t- the trees are so tall and massive and impressive. Um, so it's just kind of humbling to like be next to nature in that capacity yeah. and just realize how big and important nature is. Um, and it's just a very like surreal moment. I get a lot of calm and peace um, when I go. Wonderful. Home. Love it. Thank you very much for those. That's some great answers there. Wonderful. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's get down. Let's get down to some business then. So um we're talking about getting inside the minds of your ideal client, your ideal customers. I mean, so before we kind of dive into that, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Um, It really means, um, first and foremost, I think it means um, keeping at the forefront of why you exist. Um, I think brands exist to serve their customers, right? The best brands, the ones you can't live without, always remember that. Um, And they're always in touch with their customers um, what I like to call big MOPA um, or what their big motivating factor is. Um, so for example, when I worked on that acne category, um, you know, it was important to remember everybody gets zits, but it's not really just about um, getting pimples or stubborn breakouts. 
it's important to remember that it's about confidence, right? And I was yes. helping consumers put their best face forward. And that's what their big motivating factor was um, right. when they were engaging with the acne category. Um, so I, I think it's really about remembering that. Um, and then also you 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 can't really um, serve your customers. You can't really meet their unmet needs if you don't understand this essence. So you have to understand how they think, how they feel, what they do, what they desire, um, the bigger picture context in order to unlock the magic um, of meeting their needs in innovative ways. Cool. I love that. And I guess a lot of people think when you start talking to about kind of big data and stuff like that to understand your consumers, people immediately go to like the big corporations and, and you know, the, the Googles and the Facebooks and, and the Apples of the world. You know, how accessible is it for a small brand, even a brick and mortar local business to implement these same things, to actually get inside the minds of and listen to their customers? Um, yeah, I love that question. It's a great question. Um, because I, I think you can listen to your customers anywhere and everywhere. Um, there are so many places that are free <laughs> that they're telling you how they think and feel that can really help you um, get into the minds of the, the consumers. Um, there's things that you can do, um, such as like empathy, what I like to call empathy research. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some things like if it's a young consumer, um, I'll consume the content that they watch, right? Like I'll I'll watch TV shows. Um, I still watch a lot of Freeform and MTV for this reason. Um, I'll try to be an early adopter of like the platforms they're on. So I've spent quite a bit of time on TikTok this past year, um, <laughs> which is it's fun. It's like fun things on TikTok, I will say that. Um, and then I'll also shop at the stores that they shop. If it's a mom, you know, I'll pretend that I have a family and I'll create a shopping list and you know, I'll go to the store and make purchasing decisions based off of, you know, how I need to prioritize things for the family. Um, then there's also data out there, right? Um, it's a, a term called social listening, um, mm. but you can scan ratings and reviews. You can scan your social comments, your competitor social comments. Um, you can hop onto forums, whether it's Reddit or Facebook groups um, and listen to what they're saying. You can ask questions of what they're saying. Um, but you can, yeah, there's a lot of like great ways to get out there and then just, just scan the market for social listening. And if someone's not, so someone's kind of new in their business and they've maybe got a bit of an idea about who their ideal customer is, but they're not a hundred percent sure. What are kind of some ways that a business can identify and really nail down who their ideal client is so that they can go and watch the same programs and shop at the same brands? Yeah, so I think it's twofold. Um, I think one is just really understanding why you exist as a brand. Mm -hmm. um, like, what is your ethos? Like, what is your mission? Because I think once you develop that, it's easier to find like-minded consumers to connect with. Okay. Um, for example, at Alika, I don't look at us as being um, reaching hand sanitizer consumers. Um, I look at us as reaching consumers that um, are conscious. They value brands that are committed to human and environmental safety because they really want to be reassured they're doing the best thing for themselves, um, their family, the planet. Um, and so Alika, we're really giving our consumers one less stress, right? Like yeah. that they have to worry about in life. Um, and so that was like something that, you know, we created and we existed 
for. And so we went out and, and found our consumer. The flip side is you can also look at the consumers that you have and find the patterns in the data, right? So I talk about social listening, go into your ratings and reviews. Like, what are they telling you? Yeah. You know, I'm sure they're telling you um, what, like, are they single moms? Are they in a family? Are they, you know, young individuals? Um, I'm sure they're telling you all these things in the ratings and reviews. You can take all of this and put it in word clouds to see what pops um, and just idea. kind of form it based off of, you know, what your consumers are telling you. I love that idea. And, and yeah, the word cloud idea is something that I think it was big a few years ago. People have kind of forgotten about that. There are some amazing free generators to do that. And if anyone's not heard of a word cloud, especially you go and take all the text that everyone's put in about your reviews, you dump it into a document. And the bigger the word is kind of the more times it's been used and immediately you get to see what, you know, it, it, it's like big data on a small scale. Yeah. The other thing about reviews, like you said, I think when we're reading reviews about our own business, especially if you're the business owner, you kind of read them with half a mind, hoping that they're going to be good and positive. And if they are, you get kind of a warm, fuzzy feeling about it. And if they're not positive, you kind of maybe get a bit defensive. But I think if you go into reading them with a completely kind of clear mind, open agenda, and you actually, like you say, listen to what they're telling you rather than looking at it as a sort of like, is it good? Is it good? Is it good? Oh, it's good. Thank goodness. And moving on. Literally, and I go in there as if you're not the business owner and you're just going, what are they telling me? What are they loving? What are they liking? What are they maybe not liking so much? And and that is an incredible place uh, to start looking. So I love that. Well done. And yeah, Absolutely. I also want to say, um, so I went and looked at the Alika website. Yes. Um, and I, I, all of us have, uh, well, most of us have a preconceived idea of what hand sanitizer is these days. Quite a strong one. Um, and, you know, you're thinking kind of clear bottles, uh, very functional looking, slightly clinical, medical. Um, yeah. And when I saw those, I was like, it's like a cool, it's like the cool Chili's drinking bottle kind of um, <laughs> version of hand sanitizer. There's like pullers and the shape's all cool. And and like not once on the website does it talk about, I mean, it barely mentions hand sanitizer. It's just this incredible brand that you've created that just makes, genuinely making sanitizer cool which is great so yeah if you think you can take if you can't take a functional product to make it cool just go and look at what Alika have done on the website it's amazing so uh yeah thank okay. you so much i mean you hit the nail on the head we just want to make hygiene fun and enjoyable um and uh safe and effective and yeah. sustainable and so really excited that we're able to, to do all of those things in no i think it's I, it's amazing right okay so um moving on from consumer listening and, and kind of the social listening then um, outside of social, outside of reviews, what other channels, what other ways uh, for a, particularly for like a small business where it's kind of owner, operator, um, what other places, maybe even more unconventional places, can they go to kind of listen to what their consumers are telling them? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if it's unconventional, but I do think small businesses have the luxury of being able to check in with their customers on a regular basis. Um, so, you know, I have this idea of like the ivory tower and I always tell people to get out of the ivory tower because I just yeah. envision this huge tower where you're sitting in it, talking to yourself, um, but get back on the ground and like go talk to your consumers. Um, and small businesses have the absolute great pleasure of doing that. Um, yeah, there's things you could do, like an email survey after people get a service. Um, but you can also just sit and call them. 
like take maybe 30 minutes every Friday and call your customers. I've been really inspired by companies like Airbnb, which just is massive now. But when they mm. first started, they spent like the first year just going around to different hosts and like getting feedback and seeing the experience and like talking to them to refine. And so I think that's a unique small business advantage that, yeah. you know, I would absolutely take advantage of. Um, I think there's also a lot of um, trend reports and information from third parties that people forget about. Um, and when I say third parties, it's just really somebody collecting data that's not you. Yeah. Um, for example, Pinterest publishes a trend report every year and they're coming through millions of consumers, right? Wow. Um, and so they they share it out. It's free. It's out there. Um, and they're just one example um, of social media platforms or other places um, that give you that kind of information. Write that down. <laughs> that ties in nicely. I'm interviewing someone about Pinterest in a couple of weeks, so that's great. Okay, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I love that as well. So in terms of your uh, uh, kind of exposure and usage of, of consumer listening. How has this kind of helped you generally in your career? It's helped a ton um, in terms of innovation um, and communication. When we relaunched Olika, so we relaunched the brand actually last mm-hmm. fall, um, and we were really lucky to have very loyal consumers um, who were vocal about what they liked and didn't like about the brand. Um, you know, they told us, um, we love the design. Can you make it refillable? So we made it refillable. We created the pouch. Um, they told us that they were still not necessarily from our product, but from other products in the market. Um, they were getting this dry cracked skin. So can you make it even more hydrating? And we were able to do that. Um, by adding um, aloe and glycerin and just really counterbalancing the alcohol. Um, They loved our signature fragrance, but they were like, can we get more? Um, So we introduced six new fragrances, um, which was exciting. And we even added fragrance-free because we knew there were sensitivities there. Um, So I don't think we would have had the success of relaunching our brand had we not listened to these consumers closely. Um, And to your point earlier, it is really important to lead with curiosity, not necessarily get defensive when you're talking to them, <laughs> because anybody who leaves a review is taking that effort. And because they're taking that effort, they care about you. Yep. They care about you enough to give you feedback. And that's yep. actually such an incredible opportunity. Um, and so, yeah, we wouldn't have been able, I think, to relaunch the brand as successfully without A, them giving us feedback and then capitalizing on it. Now, when you say those bits of feedback that they gave you, was it was it as clear as that? Did they literally say we want it refillable or was it kind of, did you have to read in between the lines a little bit? They were very clear. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were very much like single-use plastic is out. Um, okay. I can't believe this isn't refillable. <laughs> like, You're like, make okay. it refillable. <laughs> like, Okay, so it's nice when they're clear, but I guess sometimes sometimes it may need a bit of digging and, and kind of really getting into that. No, that's cool. Okay, so are there any kind of tips, tricks, anything like that that you've used in the past that you can maybe share to really make this accessible? Something, something that uh, 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 someone listening to the show, a beauty business owner who kind of go out and do maybe like tomorrow over the next week to to really take advantage of this and and, and capitalize on it with their own customers? Yeah, you know, I think we um, covered some of these things, but I think it's just really important to do it, to get out there, um, carve out, you know, a couple of hours every week, make it a habit, right? 
um, because you, um, the quantity is important. And I think with a small business, you got to do it frequently in order to get the quantity to see the trends out there. Um, so just make it a, make it a habit, whether it's the phone calls, you can actually ask for feedback during the service, which I know is like a little, um, disruptive, um, in terms of like, you know, you being able to handle it, but I think it's also a great, you know, conversation starter, um, because you can co-create with them and ideate with them. Um, I would, you know, spend time as well going through um, different trade publications um, because you're going to find trends and um, those free reports that I mentioned, you'll find in there too. Mm -hmm. um, so I say do that. And then remember um, to lead with your strengths. Um, I think it's really important to understand what you're doing wrong, but it's also really important to understand what you're doing well um, and amplify those strengths and make those the undeniable reason that people keep coming back for more. Um, and so I think it's a balance of as you're doing this information or this research um, to, to find both and, and really be open to it. Yeah. And, and, back to your point as well lead lead genuinely with curiosity don't go into it hoping they're going to tell you what you what you want to hear genuinely go into it openly and actually something else that i, I i'll bring up that a couple of my clients have been doing recently is because i was trying to get them to do not necessarily this but more to kind of go out and elicit um reviews for feedback so i suppose on the same lines and it turns out that there's just a general um uncomfortableness with picking up the phone and calling people so i said well just reach out on messenger or whatsapp whatever kind of fits your demographic more and something that you naturally do anyway. So just a quick message out, Hey, can we have a quick chat and actually just do it over chat. And that works really, really well fits into the times of your clients as well. So they don't actually have to, you know, carve out 10, 15 minutes to have a chat with you. They can do it while they're doing something else. And often because they're not in front of you or listening to you, they'll be a bit more honest as well. So, um, you know, you can use all sorts of different methods, a bit quicker than email, a bit more conversational. So it's a bit more friendly. Um, but that's a great way to do it as well. But like you say, you've got to carve out the time to do it and do it regularly and, and build it into your kind of weekly schedule. So I love that. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up for today? No, I think I shared, you know, everything. Um, cool. It's an exciting conversation. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you again so much for sharing your time with us, Janelle. It's It's been a, an absolute pleasure. And uh, we'll put all the links to Alika which I now know how to pronounce correctly. I was calling it Olika for the past few days. <laughs> Some people call it Olika. Okay. <laughs> so everyone eats Olika, just so you know, you can yeah. go and tell your friends. Um, so yeah, we'll put all the links in there so you can go and check those out. Really, uh, just the product itself uh, looks amazing, but I think you know, just as an example, I say of a, a relaunch and a product website that almost doesn't talk about what the product does and it just really is that kind of brand and that lifestyle it's it's a fabulous kind of example of that so well done janelle thank you um all the best i will keep in touch with you and uh, if anyone has any questions please do uh message them into me send me an email adam at beautybusinesspodcast.com i'm sure i can track down janelle if we uh, need any help on the, those things and uh, we'll get back to you thank you again thank you so much adam well once again thank you so much to janelle for sharing her time with us today. I think that was a great, short but sweet example of how you can take on board some very simple market information that's freely available to you, both specifically about your business in form of reviews, but also how you can go out there and be proactive to go and find this information, um, building into your daily work week as part of your marketing. You know, marketing doesn't need to be as we said there, it's not all out there, you creating things to put out into the world. You know, marketing very much these days has to be empathic. It has to be you 
spending time listening to what your clients are telling you. And if you do that, it's actually a better use of your time because you'll be able to take that information on board and more strategically create the then information you put out there into the world, how you present what it is you do, how you change what it is that you do, how you create new products and packages and what brands that are really going to resonate with your audience and how to improve things. So I hope you've taken something away from that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a review myself. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know how I can improve because that is all I ever want to do on this show to bring you the best show with the best information, the best guests I can to help you grow and improve your beauty business. Now that's it for me for this week. I will be back again next week with another episode of the Beauty Business Podcast. Now I'd love to hear from you. As I say, please reach out to me and let me know what you think of the show, what you'd like to hear more of. And if there's anyone you know who would benefit from listening to the show or enjoy it, please do share the show with them. Just tell them to go and check out beautybusinesspodcast.com or search for Beauty Business Podcast on their favorite podcast player. I'll see you again next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.